Lucky you. 36 best holes in golf. Alternate Shots Podcast. Barney's Army. Where we talk about golf. Sandy. Poker. James Bond. Horse racing. Double. Classic movies. Zenyatta. We have no script. Down the stretch they come. We are glad you joined us. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. (laughs) Okay, here we are, guys. We're back to talk about the Masters. And in this day and age... There's handicapping going on because everybody and his brother is going to be betting some way or another on this. What you're seeing here is one of the classic horse races of all time that's affirmed on the inside of Alidar and the Belmont Stakes. Affirmed went on to win and win the Triple Crown with Alidar second in all three legs. And you can see the jockey on affirmed in the pink has a bent left arm, which might not work as well at the Masters as it did in the stretch run of the Belmont Stakes. But the, he was, uh, the jockey was named Steve Cawthon. He was a young kid, a little reminiscent of Tiger Woods when he first showed up. He was a superstar as, a, as an author, as a, uh, as a young jockey. And he went on to win the Triple Crown at maybe age 17 or 18 or something like that. And then along comes Tiger and starts doing the same thing all over the place. Led to a, a magnificent victory in the Masters early on, which set the world on its ear. They started redesigning golf courses, making them tiger-proof, and a whole new era on that line started. Yeah, back in 97, right? Yeah, back in 97. But we're going to go back one second. You were there in 95, right? Tiger yes. was there because he must have won one of his U.S. amateurs, got the invite, right? right. And you saw him hit a shot. On you four. about that one. you got to just expa- uh, expand on that one. The fourth okay. hole, it's a long par three, pretty tough hole, probably one of those that they don't really like. People have pulled it left into the spectators and, and, and made messes of that hole. What did you see in 1995 from Tiger and, and the rest of it? I was standing dead center behind that green, literally shoulder, sh- shoulder to shoulder with a freelance cameraman. He wasn't CBS or anything like that. He had the big television camera on his shoulder. And I was there watching Tiger Woods as a skinny little kid, very relaxed. And he hit this beautiful shot onto the green. And it looked like he was having a stroll in the park, walking to the green. Or he might as well have been whistling a tune, but he was twirling the club around like a baton. Just couldn't have been more relaxed and uh, yeah, just walking up to the green. But after he hit the shot, you know, the cameraman followed the ball and then put the camera down at his side. And I looked at him like, you know, you're missing gold here. Why wouldn't you want this? He's like, I was just in there for the shot. I was like, I'll never forget what I saw. And it's too bad that the rest of the world won't be able to see it, you know, because you put your camera down. But <laughs> That would have been like putting the camera down after you said hello to Joe Namath and Susie Colber. Yeah. No, it's, it's the rest of it, right? It's no, the exact I'm wrong Joe's time to put guy. He wasn't, the, he's not like that now, but that was, Steve Cawthon. Cawthon. He had a social presence. I saw him, although it wasn't Twitter, although it wasn't some other social media outlet that we have today, he was on TV often. Because he was he was a kid and he was winning. You know, the, the horse helped. He was he was uh, trained by Laz Barrera, who was a Hall of Fame horse trainer. Uh, the family was uh, still involved in the, in the game <clears throat> for Harborview Farm, which was a big horse farm at the time. And John Veach trained at Alley Dar, ran second in all three of those races. You know, it had to be a heartbreak. If Affirmed wasn't there, Alley Dar wins the triple crown, hands down. He, he, they were so close in talent 
and uh, that's John Velasquez on uh, Alidar. And I actually saw John Velasquez say that when they were coming down the stretch, he was moving in on a firm because Cawthon was whipping with his right hand. So he was trying to take that space away from affirmed from the kid, you know, because this is a kid, he's going to intimidate him, but he won't be able to go right-handed because he'll be hitting Alidar. But he said, but the kid switched whips, switch hands with the whip. <laughs> Do you look at this race here and think, oh, that 10 year or more run that Tiger had, he kind of shut down uh, Mickelson during that period. Mickelson was never one. And then yep. Tiger beat Mickelson a number of times in that stretch, right? Yep. And and Velasquez and Cordero were the two top jockeys in New York at the time. And, and this kid comes along at 16 and really kind of eclipses them. He had a, a, an incredible talent. I think he ended up as a trainer and maybe over in England. I didn't, I, you know, I haven't checked in on him in a long time, but he didn't stay a jockey for that long. I think he might have gotten bigger. I know how to handicap a race and maybe I'll be right, maybe I'll be wrong, but you can look at all the information. All the information to handicap the masters, for instance, is out there. You know, you could see who guys who play well at Augusta, guys who get up for majors, guys who are playing well now. But where do you lean on, you know, you know, if it's a muddy track, you look, you look for horses who are good in the mud. If it's a speed favoring track, you look for horses that are good on the front end. In golf, these guys are all so good and there's so many tiers of them. Somebody could jump up from nowhere or one of the big guys could just be invincible that day. One bad shot can ruin it. So it's a very difficult thing to handicap. So I would imagine if you're betting golf, you're picking more than one player in the field. You're bored. And before that happens, you know, everybody's going to have to get their bets in or their pool selections in. But there are some things to consider in this Masters that you never had to consider before, which is the addition of the live players. How will that synergy work between the, the PGA players and the live players? I'm sure there's friends and, and not friends as there are in, in, in all interpersonal relationships. But the pressure of the masters in the first place on these guys is, is enough. And hopefully the media will act responsibly, but when, when has that ever been true? And, and let these guys play rather than ask them what, you know, the he said, she said stuff is all about. And the second thing is they're going to have to be really careful in these press conferences, not to become the soundbite, not to become the story and not to offend Augusta, which can be sensitive about stuff that's said. Well, as Billy said, Billy Harmon said this week when we talked to him and there, by the way, there are two episodes out on the alternate shots podcast, part one of Billy Harmon and part two Part two might be the best 30 minutes on YouTube. If you take a minute and you look at episode 43, Billy Harmon takes us through what it's like to be a caddy. He takes us through scenarios, how you break the tension, you know, when it's and even not more right. than that, he shows us what's it like to be Billy Harmon, who's a fascinating storyteller and a wonderful, humble person who really has his finger on the pulse of golf. He's, he's a, an admirable person. And, and what it's like to be one of his brothers, as we heard about Craig and how he uh, uh, was behind the scenes with Jeff Sluman yep. and, and who was interviewed at, 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 to the point of 
Craig, your life's going to change now that Jeff Blumen won the PGA. He says, no, no, Jeff's, it's not. Jeff's life. Jeff's I've got a nine o'clock ladies clinic tomorrow and that's a, it's not going to change one bit. But and the whole Harmon tree, you know, Butch is a big branch on it, but he's not the tree, you know, so. And I would say that I knew Claude a little bit, but there are others that know him more, certainly the sons, other members at Wingfoot. There's not an example where Claude was what Billy calls Tarzan, beating his chest. Never. When Never. he might have helped uh, Carrie Middlecoff or Gary Player or Arnold Palmer or Ben Hogan. Never is there a trace of that. And that's part of the foundation of the Harmon tree. Not to mention all the Wingfoot members he helped and guys I play with today <laughs> who were taught by him as kids and they're, you know, single digit handicaps and some of the best bunker players I ever play with. So and future excellent bucker players. I used to be a good one because I did watch Claude and shag for him, but I lost and I forgot everything Claude showed me. So we're going to have to get in that bunker with Billy in a couple of weeks time. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding him to that. Absolutely. That's going to save me or make me money either way. We can leave our left hand at home. Not that we, <laughs> you know, nothing. We're going to just learn that one hand a shot. So oh, you got, you need your left hand to put the money that you win in your pocket. Okay, so let's just try this before we start doping out the Masters. There's 18 people I think I, I, I heard that are invited that are on the live tour. Who's going to be the soundbite? They're going to try and get Dustin Johnson, I'm sure. That's not going to happen. And Phil get Mickelson. It's never going to happen. No, nope. It's not going to be Dustin Johnson. It could easily be Mickelson. Yeah, because Mickelson says stuff sometimes and he doesn't know that he's saying it, right? Yeah, yeah. And he seems just like a nice enough human being that he's just going to say what he thinks. He, I, I don't think he ever means any malice. I don't think any of them do. I think they, the guys who went to live went there for the money and maybe the hopes that someday it'll blossom into something big. And Bubba Watson's won. How many times has he won? He'll be there again. Well, all of them will be there. And I yeah. think... I wouldn't bet. Maybe Bubba might say, I don't know. I guarantee I, Dustin Johnson has had so many microphones in front of him. Yeah, he won't. He's thinking, about, he's thinking about playing that 13th hole. They've stretched the 13th hole about 30 yards. And uh, you can see more layups, not only because of the length, but it's going to be cold. All right. So we don't know who's going to blow it for <laughs> who's going to be the soundbite. But we do know that Dustin has a possibility of being the soundbite at the other end because I remember I don't know if you remember the uh, interviews with them all sitting there after the Ryder Cup having champagne. And Dustin was a little loose then with, with Brady. Wow. With that, wasn't Dustin. that was Dustin's other uh, yeah. Budweiser or uh, right. Vive Clicquot. Uh, and we haven't even uh, mentioned DeChambeau yet. So DeChampagne? DeChampagne. He's really skinny, boy. He stopped... Uh, Stop taking those protein shapes, I guess. I don't know. He's very, I, I, I haven't seen him. I saw okay. him on the range the other day. He, he kind of, he's all right. Before we get into the real betting DFL bet, who's going to finish dead last oh. out of these two Sergio or Reed. So you got, there's a bet. Let's say you go to the MGM or go on to draft. Yeah, I say Sergio, Sergio finishes ahead of Reed. Here. How about who's going to be the oldest guy that makes the cut? The oldest guy that makes the cut might be Bernard Longer. Might be. You know what? It's going to be a long course, and he's used to playing. Um, he's used to playing par fives and three shots. You know, one of the things about Langer is there won't be any pressure on him 
as it regards live or anything like that. He, he will not be the sound bite. So he'll go out and do what he always does. Just play no, a steady game of golf. He's been trying to keep away the fountain of youth that he's had for the last 15 years. He's not giving any 25 years. I know it's ridiculous. He's flexible like Freddie, but he's thinner and he doesn't have the back problem, but he had the yips. Freddie had a little bit of the yips too, right? He went cross-handed and yeah. And Freddie had his back problems and stuff, but Freddie's just a fun guy to watch. So he's more, fun than, hmm? he's more fun to watch than Jordan Spieth doing commentary on, a, on his own. We're going to get to Jordan Speed because I like him this year. He finished tied third in the 20. This is the 2021 Masters, the one Hideki won. But Zal Torres, you know, Zal Torres is there down the stretch. The guy who should have won this, and I know this because I had a bet on him, was Shofley. He's standing on the 16th. Oh, yeah. I think they both eagled 15, right? Yep. He and Matsuyama, and he's first. And it almost looked like he was taking so much time on 16. It was almost like a tennis player or a, or even in a match play. You know, sometimes you play a match play guy. You're a fast player like me. And some guy keeps going back to his bag. He's almost trying to, um, you know. Analysis by analysis. But he was almost, it almost looked like he was trying to cool down or play a little head game with Hideki. I don't think that oh, was maybe. the case. But he pulled it in the water i mean how do you miss it that far left and it was just the best i love shoffley i think he's great um you got ram in there rose i like rose as a dark horse if we're talking always oh, yeah I, yeah and what who, about what about cory connors cory connors it, didn't he just win yeah he just won and uh he kind of held on to win but he but he did win he got a little help so here's Shoddy Scheffler, okay? Pretty pretty big gap there. You don't see yep. strokes. But Rory, everybody's talking about Rory. Um, and Cam Smith. Cam Smith's got to be the favorite among the live players maybe to do well this week. What do you think? I don't know a lot about Cam Smith, but everything I've seen about him is grit. The guy hits shots when he has to hit them. He doesn't seem to ever cave. And I'm guessing that to him, it, you know, and any live player, they whether they're going to admit it or not, if they win the Masters, they're going to believe they've made a statement. Mm -hmm. And in a way, they will have made a statement. So I would not leave Cam Smith off any ticket I was betting. Well, he's a great putter. Some Billy talked about, I think, McElroy, or somebody talked about McElroy as kind of a fabric, fabricated putter chef. Right. Fabulous putter. Brahms, fabulous putter. But um, I think Smith is every bit as good a putter as Scheffler. He showed that in the British Open. These greens are not going to be, you know, tabletop glass lightning fast because of the weather. It's going to be colder. It's going to be wet. They have sub air, but it's still going to be colder. Don't you think when it's colder, greens are slower? Yeah. Everything's slower. You move slower. You're not as, you're, you're not as loose. So, <clears throat> But again, Cameron Smith has that, you know, determination maybe is a good word. Yeah. And I think that will be multiplied uh, by the fact that he's, whether they're trying to or not, whether they intend to or not, or whether they want to or not, the live players are going to be against their will, maybe trying to make a statement. Right. 
So let's these... code board up. Let, or let's, yeah, get, let's let's get the sheet up. Let's go from the top. So this is we could use anybody's. We're not endorsing DraftKings or any of these people, but this is the one that came up. So Scheffler, you bet a hundred dollars. If he wins, you get seven times your money. Yeah, that's that's nice odds. Yeah. Now here it would be nice odds in a, in a ten horse race, but this is a bigger than a ten horse race. Right. Look at Cameron it, Smith at plus twenty two hundred. That's yeah, we'll come to that. But there's three bets here along the co uh, columns: winner, top five, and top ten. So you can pick Scheffler for a hundred bucks to be in the top five and make one hundred sixty five bucks. So it's kind of a win, place, and show option, right? So you bet a hundred on him to win and a hundred on him to uh, finish second. I would not go for the minus bet on a golf. No, on a sports bet. Yeah, but Smith, you're right, Smith. Twenty two. Twenty. The the five hundred dollar bet looks good. If you yep. put to hundred to get, you know, now. So you bet if you bet a hundred to win and uh, two hundred for the top five. You're going to make a lot of money if he wins or comes in the top five. It might just take to win Cameron Smith. Let's say he had 200 bucks to bet, 50 on a, on the nose, and then 50 to finish top five for Smith. Maybe you play Cameron Young, 50 there and 50 there. Yeah. So, yeah. So you, I don't know. I, Cameron Young is at 2,800. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's let's be clear about this. The, the bookies of the world, as maligned as they might be, or the odds makers. These guys are not dummies. I mean, how many times do you see a football game fall on the number? You know, it could be three and a half, and they'll it'll be one side or the other of the three and a half. They know what they're doing, and they and they're doing it based on what they're what kind of bets are coming in. So these odds are as inviting as they look. They're probably accurate. Exactly, and we'll see what happens. Like you pointed out, Cam Smith. This is now it's Tuesday. Maybe you should get to just before the, th this is pre-tee off. Right. The odds will change as the tee off. Like if Cam Smith shoots a 64. Yeah, he's, he's going, going way down. Yep. Yeah, he's going to go down to like 500 to uh, $100 will get you 500. It's going to change. So right. Billy Billy Harmon took uh, a month. Dustin ago, Johnson at 26 to 1. 26 to 1, about a month or so, maybe a couple months ago. So those odds have gone from 26 down to 22. And that's because of the bets that are coming on them at 26, just like a football game. If it's a three point spread and everybody's betting it one way, that's that line's going to change because the bookie's going to balance the bets because he wants the same amount on both sides of the bet. Yeah, so that's that's how they do that. He's in a risk free game. He's, he's making money on the volume on the VIG, right? Exactly. So if everybody's betting one way, he's got to keep chopping that line down or he's going to get killed if it, if it wins. Well, let's look at the mid chalk. Let's look at the. The six sixty five hundred Min Min Woo Lee's an interesting guy. He nearly won a tournament the other day. He's got a good game. Got a good game. Minji Lee's a brother. Lowry, I don't know Neiman. He's been off the rip. I like Rose. I think Rose is a great bet there. He's been playing very well, and the greens won't be so stupid fast that his putter will his above average putting game will be very good. It could be like. When um, you know some of these other guys, Mike Weir won, right? You know, yeah. The the the, uh, the just Jordan Spieth, great putter. The Rom Sheffield. It's gonna kind of average them down a little bit. Everybody's gonna be a good putter with them being slower and wet. But do you want to? You know, 
when you're making this bet, I mean, I don't think anybody makes the bet seriously thinking this is a lock. So no, they, this... they just want to get a run for their money. So in ah. this group, I think Shane Lowry is going to give people a run for their money. And I think Tyrell Hatton might give people, it might be false hope and not, and Peter out, but at some I point think... in there, I think they'll be like, I'm alive with Tyrell Hatton. Well, Lowry's one of major and Tyrell Hatton, or Tyrell Hatton is good enough to win a major. And is it now the time to win it? And he plays a lot of European golf or a golf around the world. He's used to playing in tough conditions. You know, that's why I think Fitzpatrick could win too. You know, uh, Fleet, yeah, I mean, yep. Fleet, when's Fleetwood going to win a major? Gosh, he's as good as they get, right? Top 20 maybe. Yeah. I don't know if his form is right now. So Tiger at 7,000. That that seems low. Well, it's because he's Tiger. It's like, uh, right. uh, you know, a Todd Pletcher horse. They mm -hmm. bet they bet the connection sometimes. So Tiger's going to take money because he's Tiger. And, you know, God bless him. I hope he does well. But I, I he's not going to get any of my money. Okay, so would you ever, in your mat, in your wildest dream, Ju Young Kim, and I, I like Siwoo Kim, but he's a little erratic. He can go from shooting six birdies in a row to having three doubles and breaking his wedge and throwing it in Ray's Creek. Uh, but DeChambeau? <laughs> no, I don't give him a shot. I think I he's I distracted. Yeah, and I I just don't think Augusta is his kind of golf course, to be honest. But Keegan Bradley. I like Keegan Bradley. I have my money on Keegan Bradley. And this guy, Abram Answer. I'm in two pools already, two different pools. I forget which one. But I like Abraham Answer. We'll see if he's still pesky this week because we haven't seen him since the summer, right? Yeah, because he went over to the other side. Yeah. He went to the dark side. This guy is pretty good. This Ryan Fox, he's been playing pretty well of late. Billy Horschel. Mm, no. You know, I think he's going to finish well. You know, I don't know any of these long. Bubba Watson, look at that. You could put a hunch on Bubba Watson for 25000 Billy. Or Mickelson. Mickelson's going to give you a run for the money again. Unless he's totally lost it, you know, he's usually in the hunt. Wasn't Molinari a few years ago pesking at He came down to the end. I forget who won the Masters, but he was pretty close. Look at Kevin Kistner, 40,000. He just doesn't hit it far enough. I think he's about 10 yards too short. And everybody's going to be shorter if it gets cold and the forecast is right. Yeah. And it's kind of hard when you're, you know, the fifth holder. So we talked the other day, one, three, five, seven, and nine are all par fours. Right. One and three are not, one's a scary tee shot because it's the, it's one. And you got now driving standing next to you, right? Yep. <laughs> all those green jackets. Three is reachable. I don't know if it's going to be reachable this week, but five is a tough beast of a par four when it's 75 degrees no wind sunny hard fairways and you take it to the right you're still hitting a six iron into that green now they might be hitting some hybrids four or five irons wow Let's see zach johnson will do well because he's running around he'll he'll be let's say the winner is eight or nine under he'll be one or two under right Freddie might be worth a ten dollar bet at two hundred fifty thousand to one. <laughs> there should be a column over there. Finish, and <laughs> will Freddie finish with his back? 
you never know, right? He might have one more run in him. Plus uh, 1,300 to top 10. You, you know, that's the thing about golf. Any given, I mean, t take it on our level. As a 10 handicap, you might shoot 78 one day and 94 the next day. <clears throat> and and that's normal. You wouldn't think anything of it. With these guys, there's not that big a variance, but any one of these guys could still shoot eight, nine under at any of these golf courses. Out of the things I've highlighted here, I think Freddie's the best bet from Bernard Longer. I think Bernard Longer may may make the cut, but if Freddie makes the cut, he kind of likes it and he might get into the the conversation. All right, so yeah, let's there's some great up. Masters moments with Freddie. How about Oh Baby? Oh yeah, <laughs> I like the moment that you talk about when he got lucky. Tell that story again on the where the, where the ball st the ball stayed up on twelve and he hit that wedge. Yeah, and immediately turned around and started fishing the ball out of the water behind him, like you and I would have done. But he he's using his wedge. We would have gone for the in the back of the cart and gotten the ball retriever and started scooping balls out. <laughs> no. We would have gotten all the way to the middle of that pond. But he almost did it before the balls. That my my memory's probably off. He was looking. He was looking there. He was looking. He hit, he hit the shot, and he was immediately fishing the ball out. It was almost before his shot landed. It was so, it was so typical of uh, you know the aura that Freddie Couples gives off about just he's like a, he, he's almost asleep. He he was at Cywinoy years ago for an outing. He and uh, Ian Baker Finch, and <clears throat> to warm up rather than put Freddie on the driving range, they took him out to the 16th hole where he'd be by himself, and the pro brought out you know six boxes of pro v's in the boxes for him to hit and freddie was like it's gonna be range balls i don't, I don't need to hit those but it, it, that's just you know i guess that's a personality i'd love to know the guy he, he seems uh as laid back as you can get which what better temperament for golf than that well i'll say this about Sevy. he probably was intense but he also understood the psychology of the game and absolutely used that and use that whereas i don't think hogan ever did that hogan's way of psyching somebody out was, was the way he played yeah. was the way he played he put it up the middle 250 260 right yep but if you want to watch ben hogan what his life was like go youtube and search on shell's wonderful world of golf i think they played in texas somewhere sam sneed and ben hogan he shot like 66 and he hit every green in regulation. All right. Let's just say it wasn't the hardest golf course on in America, right? It wasn't Augusta, it wasn't Wingfoot, but still he hit every green. The alley doesn't change. You, let's say you had three bets and you want to bet $100 a, a bet. And you're saying, I'm going to go after that and see what I can do with my 300 bucks. What are you going to do? Well, if I was taking an approach that included hedging, I would have to take uh, one of the top three for one of the hundreds, but just one of them. But I think Cameron Smith looks to me like the best bet on that board right now. I could be completely wrong about what I think about him. But the guy has showed a lot of ability. And again, he might have something to prove. And, I, you know, think in terms of what may, what may have made Cameron Smith go 
to the live tour. Perhaps he grew up thinking, I think I'm good enough to make a lot of money playing golf, as opposed to, I think I'm good enough to win the masters. And that's, that's two different mindsets. And if he grew up thinking I can make money playing golf, then he made the right move for his life because he's making money by going to live. But that doesn't make him a bad golfer. It doesn't change his ability. It doesn't mean he's at the end of his career. So he's not at the end of his career. He's at the beginning of it. And he's the open, he's the reigning open champion. Yeah. So he can play he under won. pressure. He can play under conditions. He won the last major. Yeah. So 2,200 to one, you know, what is that? 220 to one, actually, you get plus 2,200. You put 100, you're going to win 2,200. Right. So I'm 100 on him. I'm 100 on Rom. I like it. Uh, I don't know where I go next. Maybe Max Homa. Wherever I go next, I'm thinking it's just a wild guess because you know how many how many can you pick? But <clears throat> maybe Max Homa because he's fun to root for. Maybe Tony Finau because he's fun to root for. Oh, yeah. Maybe Justin Thomas is going to break through finally. You know, we all know he's good enough. I like Finau and Thomas because they've been in the heat of the battle, so they know what it's like, and maybe they can deal with the heat in the cold weather. And I, I, I can't help rooting for George because he's so fun. Jordan. He, you know, Jordan's. he takes these shots and laughs them off. Just he plays talks. bad weather. He can, you know, he's not afraid. Like, did you hear this? Well, the thirteenth hole, they're talking about it yesterday. And this is what I don't like about Billy Horschel. He said, if I don't have a five iron into the 13th hole, I'm laying up. Look at all of these great golfers from uh, Ben Hogan, Sam Snead, and uh, Arnold Palmer. They're hitting three and four woods into that green. You, right. hit, you got 230 yards and you hit your five iron 215 yards, you're going to lay up. I understand if you don't have a good lie and guys Nicholson's like not laying up. No way. No way. Now tiger might lay up on certain par fives just because of his physicality and where he is now. And gosh, he's so darn good wedge player. Right. Uh, yeah. Is there McElroy's not laying up? Is there a better wedge player than speed that you've seen? Maybe never. It, and he, he makes you laugh. The shots he hits are like, you know, you laugh. Most how did he do that these wedge players are good from their number 120 yards let's say is their number speed's good from 42 and a half yards he is <laughs> little yeah. you know yeah he did it last week from the side of the mound he holed out he, he actually laughed and apologized to the guy he beat in the match in the match play right I'm sorry i was just trying to get it on they ought to have a stat which is lip out anything within an inch of the lip either way those are the guys that are going to chip in more times than guys that are five or six or 10 inches one way or another. Those are never going to go in, right? Right. But look at what Rom is doing. Look at what Shep was doing. Spieth, Rory's chipping it really, really well. And you have to be a good chipper, as Billy Harmon said. You have to be in a good leave. Scheffler, to me, is a little baffling because it, he doesn't look like he ever does anything spectacular, but he maybe it's because he does everything spectacular he he's right there all the time and you think okay he's going to screw this up and then boom he chips it to two inches or he gets up and down or you know there he comes sneaks right back up the leaderboard you know 
where did he come from all of a sudden out of the blue there he was he wins four or five tournaments and boom all this new terminology it's that i don't get it i mean whole what's location wrong? what's wrong with saying it went in the water what's wrong with saying it what? went in the bunker that's well, a description the thing is you call it a penalty area but there's lots of penalty areas and there's different remedies for them so ob is different than a lateral hazard and the water hazard is different than a lateral hazard also if you call them all penalty areas it you have different remedies there's all different remedies so they're not all penalty areas they're they're all different types of penalty areas and quite frankly you can hit it in a lateral hazard and and play it and then there's no penalty it's just a, it's a silly term i played golf years ago with a guy named jimmy fisher who um he won the Met and the Ike back to back in like 1966. And he was a member out at uh, Shinnecock. And I was playing with him one day and he said he was in a, a, a qualifier or a tournament one day in a threesome. And one of the guys yanked one dead left into the woods. So he hit a provisional and he yanked it dead, woods, dead left into the woods. <clears throat> so he goes down there, he's rooting around in the woods. He goes, he yells out, I got it. And Fisher says to him, is that your first or your second? And the guy said, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you look at this picture. This is one of my favorite scenes. Um, I never sat in this particular stands here to the left of the water on 15. But I do know somebody told me one of the greatest seats in all of Augusta National, across behind the green, that stands in the top left. If you top can, left, you got 16 and, and 15, yeah. And you can, I think Plus, you can even see some other action from Yeah, it. whatever's over, whatever's back over there. Yeah, and uh, what more dramatic area is there? I mean, you've got 11, 12, and 13. But one of the problems with 12 and 13 is, uh, is uh, I saw Bones Mackay. He was in the um, Augusta National Women's Amateur talking about Rosang. If she makes this putt, you know, if you're the caddy of Rosang, you can hear it hit the cup. And like a second or two later, you get the gallery noise because they're so far away from the action. Right. They don't see it real time like you do. Right. Well, this, this is, you see it right there. You're seeing what's going on. You're seeing Jack Nichols hit the, the long iron in the 86 Masters to 20 feet or 15 feet and he made that putt. You know, you're seeing that he nearly hold it out right on 16, right? It came down pretty close and he made that one. Well, I do think that the way they're covering now with these guys walking around like Smiley Kaufman or, or Noda Begay and before that was Roger Malby really helps to get the feel for it. But it, it's nothing like being there. And if you have some golf sense like you and I have, uh, I think the place this week to be is on uh, the second shot of 13. You're going to see a lot of guys thinking there. I think more people are going to lay up this year than ever in, let's say, the last 10 years of the Masters because they haven't lengthened that hole since, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. So they must. I'm not sure I'm a fan of that. I always like the idea that, you know, anybody within shouting distance might go eagle, eagle on 13, 15, or as Tom Watson has done and other guys have done to really, you know, add some excitement down the stretch. So maybe they'll move the tee up on, on Sunday. That would be good. Well, they, they know, they know exactly how far people hit it. There's a spot out there on the 13th hole that they want a good drive to be. 
and it's probably going to be 220, 225, or 230 to the green. That's where they want these guys. Now, 540, that means, you know, you've got to hit it 320 to get there. That's yeah, not given, right? Yeah, and I heard them talking about it today. You know, the ball might be as much as 18 inches above your feet in some of the lives there. So, right. So, but that goes back to Jones. Somebody was saying Jones didn't like par fives that weren't uh, reachable in two. He thought the risk reward was there. And if they get that right, that spot right, I agree. 13th hole is maybe the best hole in all of golf because of the scores you can make there from three to eight. Yeah, and it's, it's got a lot to do with where it is on the golf course. And that's that's the brilliance of great design, too. It's, holes can stand up on their own, but where they are, where they fall in the in the, uh, in the the um, progression of the game makes a difference. I mean, how often are, are you uh, at a golf course where you're on one tee, but you're looking at where the pin is on a different green? Because you know you need to know that when you get there. Well, at Wayne Foot, I don't, I don't, ever miss the chance on the first east to see where it is on 10 or first west to see where it is on nine white when i bring new people over and we're on two west they say that's the eighth green over there that's where the pin is it's a tough par four now you know, see yeah. you'll see the pin on five which for us like you said in a prior episode we're always hitting that one in three so 100 or 150 yards it's nice to know where that pin is and why not you're going by it take a look yeah you know, I think that's a similarity of Wingfoot, and uh, it would be nice if you could do it with one West, but you 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 don't get to see that till you get there. I was playing years ago down at Sea Island uh, on the seaside course, which is a, a beauty, and there's a par three. It was into the wind. It was long, and we had a caddy, and I said to him, um, "Is this a, a three wood?" And he said, "You might want to even hit driver." I said, "Really? With the wind?" He said, "Yeah." He said, I got to tell you, though, the other day the wind was blowing like this. So I said to my guy, uh, I think you need driver today. And he said to me, son, I have never hit driver on a par three in my life, and I'm not going to start today. So the caddy said to him, well, you do what you think is best, Mr. Palmer. I would never second guess you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he did later in his life. But that, yeah. yeah, I mean. To me, like 17 East at Wingfoot, sometimes it's good when that tee is back and it's 220. It's almost better to hit a little heel cut driver on that hole because you. I've done it. Yeah, and you may have birdied it with it, right? I was in a wolf game with some guys from Siwanoi. I was getting my ears kicked in, and so I was the wolf on 17, and and it was windy, and I hit a choke down driver. One hop hits the stick and drops like this close. That gives me a greenie, a shipwreck, a birdie, and go and I go alone against three guys for double. So that I went from the minus good. to the plus in a blink. Well, anyway, we'll wrap it up like this. Uh, fans of the uh, Alternate Shots podcast, hang in because this month you're going to see episodes about Ken Venturi. There's two of them that are coming soon. Stories told by his son, Matt, and fellow Wingfoot member. I have some other ones. Steve Rabideau has told us about how important it is every day to take care of Wingfoot, right? It's not just yeah, some of the stuff that we take for granted and hope for the best. And he, you know, he takes a lot of flack because everybody just wants to get out and play. But at the same time, I think most people will agree that he keeps the course in great shape. So 
And we're going to get some insider look from guys that have been there, employees of Wingfoot, terrific service guys, the guys that run the upper locker and the guy, uh, the gentleman that runs the lower locker. I know how to handicap a race and maybe I'll be right, maybe I'll be wrong, but you can look at all the information. All the information to handicap the Masters, for instance, is out there. You know, you can see who guys who play well at Augusta, guys who get up for majors, guys who are playing well now. But where do you lean? Thanks for joining Billy us Casper, today. Billy Horner. We really appreciate your Double feedback. Indemnity. And please Marky. subscribe to Two the show Ritter. and hit Claude the bell Harmon. icon so you get notified. Movie classics. New episodes. Mark Gable. Hit them hard. Job. And hit them off. That's 36 holes.